What's up, guys? That's all, folks. Podcast. I don't usually do an intro like that. All right. Well, <laughs> this is That's All, folks. This is another music special. If you remember, I think it's been over two years since I did Tristan tracks where my friend Tristan suggested a bunch of tracks. I did a video for that. This is just audio. I'm here again. Not with I'm here again looking for new tracks now with my friend Matt. Hello, I'm not Tristan, but I do love Tristan too. So we've been, I feel like you're definitely a music head. Like there's no doubt about it. Music is the most important thing in your life, would you say? Uh, unfortunately, I would have to agree with that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been, you've been living at the same house as me for I like a month and a half now. And we've spent many an hour on the back porch listening to the jams. This is 100% true. <laughs> And so you suggested a lot of tracks, and I was like, I'm just thinking, like, let's. I I like the format of getting suggested tracks and like saying whether I like it, talk about the song, hear about it, etc. I think people like having songs introduced to them, sort of like radio DJ style. And I like learning about these tracks, sort of like being the audience. So that's what we're gonna do again today. Yeah, I mean, I I do want to say that like a vast majority of these tracks that I had selected for this are not. They're not like you, you, you probably have already heard them for the most part. Um, but they are very good and they mean something to me. So, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all. And you thought I might like them too. I thought you might like them. Yeah. Yeah. That was sort of my constraint. I was like, give me, we're going to do like an hour. It's like maybe five ish songs. And it would be nice if I liked, if, if you thought I would like the songs. So, yeah. Should we go into it? First what? track? Yeah. Let's do it. First track, Parasite, Nick Drake. Do we just want to listen to it cold or do you want to like, do you want to frame it at all? I, I, I think I'm cool with listening to things cold and then talking about it after, I think. Okay. I will tell you, I've heard Nick Drake, this famous song off of this album, Pink Moon. Pink Moon. Mm-hmm. Pink, 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 pink. Moon. Yeah, classic. <laughs> I've heard Volkswagen that. Volkswagen commercial. And, and I think I have listened to this album, so maybe I have heard this song before, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, we'll pause it now. The audience at home, I'm gonna do the. I'm gonna try to do the the legit Spotify thing, and like, if you're listening to this on Spotify, then I think it'll just play the song, and then it'll like go back to the next like clip of us. Just FYI for the audience, I'm trying out this new technology. I hope. Anything else you want to say? I hope the technology works. <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> or I'm just gonna inject these songs in illegally. And so sorry, Nick Drake. Lifting the mask from a local clown Feeling down like him Seeing the light in a station bar Travelling far and sin Sailing downstairs to the northern line Watching the shine of the shoes Hearing the trials of the people there Who's to care if they lose? Take a look, you may see me on the ground For I am the parasite of the 
Dancing a jig in church with chimes A sign of the times today And hearing no bell from a steeple tall People all in dismay Falling so far on a silver spoon Making the moon for fun Changing a rope for a size too small People all get hung Take a look, you may see me coming through For I am the parasite who travels two by two When I'm lifting the mask from a local clown And feeling down like him And I'm seeing the light in a station bar And traveling far and sin Sailing downstairs to the northern line Watching the shine of the shoes And hearing the trials of the people there Who's to care if they lose Take a look, you may see me on the ground For I am the parasite of the I take a look, you may see me in the dark For I am the parasite who hangs from your sky say i had my eyes closed i was in his world i was in the world of nick drake i was swimming into those vocals i was swimming into those guitars it was a good experience and i don't i have no recollection of that song if i've heard it before well anything you want to say now i mean i'm glad you enjoyed it because like that uh, i think i think i heard or came across this record when i was like 17 or 18 and it was like my intro to um you know, like, I guess, folk music or whatever. Because uh, I grew up not listening to that at all. And and this record really is responsible for uh, changing my life entirely. And as much of a bummer as this song and this whole record is, um, yeah, you know, I don't know. It's one of my favorites. And it's great. I I do like the track. I th- did you, Any reason this song in particular off the album? Um, it, I mean, no, not really, honestly. I just kind of randomly picked a song off of this that wasn't uh, the instrumental. But, um, yeah, the whole, like, uh, you know, him playing in open tunings and finger style and all that stuff, that was all, like, way beyond me when I when I first heard this. But I always loved it, and I and I tried to, like, figure it out when I was a very early guitar adopter and whatnot, and it just, like, made no sense to me. And 
nowadays, like, even though I, like, I, I understand, I guess, what he's, what he was doing, like, I, I still could never make this record, like, ever. So, um, yeah, that's it's, cool. it's great. Yeah, I get what you mean. Like, you have you played, like, this song? You know how to play this song? Yeah, You should yeah. say, like, Matt is good at guitar. He's so serious about guitar that one of his hands has nails on it. Fake nails, they're acrylic. They're they're it's acrylic over my real nail just so I don't bust them when I'm when I'm playing shows and whatnot. And it's cool. It's very good. So you know how to play this track. I do know how to play this track. And so the mystery is gone about like yeah, I I what you mean when I hear it, I have no clue what he's doing with his fucking hands. I guess I'd like to see it. You know how to play it right now? Yeah. I mean you like wanna, I'm, you want to bust it out on pod? Bust it out right do you now, want to bust it out on pod? That would be really good for the pod. I mean it would take me a hot second to tune a guitar to this tuning. Oh, it's a wacky but... tuning? Fuck. Yeah, he he always does wacky tunings, which is a thing that I also do and I'm usually not in the same wacky tuning as Nick Drake. Um uh, but um for the yeah. for the tuning heads what what tuning is this? Do you know? Can you I'm, know by heart? I mean, by heart I feel like it's it's like you'd have to look it up. It's it no, it's it, it's definitely like some kind of like drop D thing or whatever, but I don't remember off the top of my head what it actually is. It's always good to throw in a drop D, I think. Um, depending on what you're doing, yeah. I would I would have to agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh so album art too. I love the album art. Yeah, and like I don't think he had anything to do with the album art either cuz like I I read his uh biography and uh, this record in particular, like his label basically was about to drop him. And then one day he just showed up after not talking to them for like whoever, who, like whoever knows how long. And he just dropped off like the master copy of this record to the receptionist who didn't even know who he was and thought he was like a vagrant or something like that. And then uh, he never talked to the label ever again. And they put it out, and no one cared about it until Volkswagen made a, made a commercial for it, like, you know, 40 years later. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought he was like a cult classic sort of thing. Yeah, after, no. after he died. Um, but Damn, I didn't know about that. But when did he die, he, he uh, unalived himself, correct? No, like, oh. it, it's kind of, it's confusing. Like, he was on, like, weird medication for depression and a bunch oh. of other stuff. And the official story is that uh, he, like, had a bad night or something, and then he took, like, extra medication while he was living with his parents. And then, like, when they went to go find him in the morning, he was dead in his bed. God. Yeah. Sorry I laughed at unalived. I just never used the word unalived <laughs> because it's, like, YouTube parlance for, like, so you don't get demonetized. I just wanted to... Yeah, I mean... Use- <laughs> I don't know, but, like, he he, but, he he came from, like, a rich family and, like, I think had everything that he, he would need to succeed or whatnot, but, you know, life sometimes, that doesn't, doesn't account for that, you know. I want to get off this dark topic. I'm sorry I brought it up. It's all good. Um, one, one thing I was thinking when I was listening to it was... That voice he has is so distinct. It's that smoky. Mm-hmm. Is that his natural voice? Do you think he like he sort of fell into like a sort of of like a character? I mean, personally, like I mean, I I can't really like speculate on this without knowing him as a person or anything like that. But I I, I do feel like um, that 
he was a very shy person and that he definitely never thought that um, he was good or anything like that uh, on top of being extremely sensitive. So I think uh, the way that he sang was probably just to like get through it or something like that. I don't know. So you think this was not something he like i'm imagining like he has earlier th- stuff that maybe he doesn't sound like this and he's sort of like evolved into this voice or you think this was always him from the start you listen to like some early shit and he's always this this guy yeah i, I mean like if you listen to even his first th- this is his third record and even on his first record he still sounds pretty pretty hushed so but he's he's also covered up by a bunch of like you know gorgeous string arrangements and whatnot because they were trying to make him some you know like scott walker level like crooner success yeah um and he thought that he was going to be like that but then like no one actually bought his records and it like really bummed him out and made him crazy so holy shit yeah well i don't think i have anything Uh, well i guess i was thinking about that because like the voice thing because like i think i I feel like Someone told me where I heard some some version of the phrase like you just have to sing in your own voice and that's your own voice like you know how like the Kurt Cobain voice was like a voice people were like dirty dirty but I want you know what I mean like people fall into like vocal trends throughout time and it's really hard to like have your own voice and have a distinct voice absolutely I mean I I fully agree with that and I mean I don't even sing anymore because I I don't have my own voice and. I don't know. Um, Look, I've heard you sing. You're good. I, I mean, I have like a, an acceptable voice, but like I, I, it's, it could sound like anyone else, you know? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I'm saying is like, do we, I, I feel like sometimes my own voice, whenever I sing just like, well, I'm just singing the notes, you know? I'm like, am I, is that interesting enough? And so like, I need to throw a little stank on it or something. <laughs> and I'm like, what particular stank should I choose? And like, was this a decision of Nick Drake's to throw that particular stank on his voice, that smoke? I mean, like, I, I, I can't say, I don't know. <laughs> um, but right. he, he definitely, he definitely has his own thing for sure. Um, and I mean, there, there's like other like breathy, like UK folk dudes that are out there, but none of them sound like Nick. So. Yeah. I, I, where's he from? Uh, he's, he's UK, England. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not really off the top of my head sure like exactly what like city he's from or whatever, yeah, but yeah. 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 All right, so let's move on to the next track. Who Sees You? No question mark by My Bloody Valentine off the album MBV. Any intro on this? Um, I've never, I'll say, I've never listened to My Bloody Valentine. Uh, like my my knowledge of my I think maybe I tried a few tracks. I'm like I got it. I, I don't know. I just never. I never. It wasn't ever my like sound that I was loving. That so shit. the reason why I chose this particular track over all their other ones or whatever is because Kevin, who's the main guy in this band, clearly has his own sound that everyone's been trying to rip off for all of eternity, um, and not succeeding at it, and then. They came back after like a 20, 21 year like break 
and put this out and like this is like in my opinion like the be- the best guitar tone ever it's that's amazing. cool that's cool. <laughs> that's that's cool okay i i don't know if i listen to this album i know which album this is and i might have listened through once but i forgot it completely but yeah i'm excited because like if i can if i can be a my bloody valentine fan then i could have like a cute goth girlfriend you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be like one foot in the door i mean i've been a my bloody Van- valentine fan forever and i've never had a cute goth <laughs> i know but so. <laughs> all right we're gonna go into it now
And we're back. That was Who Sees You by My Bloody Valentine off the album MBV. I'm here with Matt. Matt just suggested this song to me. <laughs> Pretty good. This is a good radio. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, it. Uh, you sounded like you were about to rep like a letter... Uh, a four-letter radio station or something like that. I, right I was trying. I think was I going Casey Kasem a little bit? No, Casey's way smoother than that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So one the the key word I feel whenever I listen to that song is blurry. Would you say it's uh, fair? Yeah, I, w- I would say that that is definitely fair, um, and I think intentional. Oh, no doubt. Uh, I mean, like for me personally and why I chose that song is because, um, you know, I've been a huge nerd about this band since I was like 15 and first heard of them. Um, No one else has really ever been able to replicate uh, Kevin's style of guitar playing and whatnot. And I I, I do think that this particular track um, is kind of like the culmination of like every kind of texture that he's gotten on all of his other records including stuff that's not even on the record that this song is on, but just in this one song. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a joy to listen to. Is it the, like, detuned guitars, like, kind of like, I guess he's bending the notes, I guess? Yeah, I mean, he like, so he, he plays always, he always plays Jazz Masters and Jaguars, which is um what i'm familiar with as well and they they have a uh, tremolo arm instead of like a uh, whammy bar so it acts similar to that but it doesn't go as fast and it only goes down instead of up um so he's always just you know doing nerdy Going stuff down. on he's doing nerdy stuff on that yeah yeah I, and 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 when i listen to this i feel my i feel my mind is blurry and i feel like i know why i didn't listen to this more is because like i feel like lost in like a maze of my own thoughts and just like washed out i feel washed out <laughs> i feel i mean like from like a yeah you know I, what i mean does I, it make you feel that way but you like it yes and i do like that um i'm a big fan of being lost in uh sounds and whatnot I guess not lost in a good to me it's almost like in a scary like like the way i feel on mushrooms a little bit like yeah, well, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I feel like maybe I gotta listen to this album again. This is, if I'm not wrong, like this came out like many years after they were on like a hiatus, right? Yeah, it was, I think like twenty or twenty one years after Loveless, which is like their their classic record. Um, but this came out in like 2011 or 12. I I, I can't remember. I saw him actually play this live in Chicago in 2013, um, and that was honestly one of the best concerts I've ever I've ever seen in my life. They were amazing. Damn, I, I was thinking about seeing this live and what it might sound like. Did it sound like this? It it sounded literally exactly like the recording. It was crazy. <laughs> like I I couldn't believe it because it's a weird mix. Yeah, but it really sounded like the recording, and like you know, I, I was tallying up. Um, the amount of money that was on stage for four people, and there was like, like, like Kevin alone had like three hundred thousand dollars worth of like vintage amplifiers, like just for himself, which is crazy. That's cool. If I was uh, their sound guy, I would jump off a fucking bridge. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because they have to, like, each song has its own, like, amp and guitar and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that they have it, like, where every single song has a whole different set of settings and all types of stuff. Um, Do you know? Okay. This is, you know that song goes, Do you want to take my picture? Oh, yeah, Because I won't <laughs> remember her. That, the way that that song makes me feel is also the way this song makes me feel is, like, I feel like, I don't know what it is. It's like, I feel like almost drained of energy. So I I definitely get the drained of energy vibe from the filter song. Um, Get it from this. But I do not get it from this particular (laughs) song. Yeah, no. I felt like I was like a lilting goth girl looking out the window. Like my parents grounded me and I'm like looking out my window and I'm blasting this and I'm like, fuck my life. There was a funny enough on this filter conversation, the uh, building directly next to where I worked when I was living in Chicago was apparently filters old studio. And I found this out by someone being like, Hey man, did you know that like, you know, next door, like that's where filter recorded, like take my picture and all (laughs) And I was just like, wow, that's really cool. Thanks for letting me know that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. if, they, if they had been like, hey, My Bloody Valentine recorded this song that we just listened to next door, I would have been like really stoked about that. But I got stuck with Filter. And with that, we'll move on. I don't think I have anything else to say about that track. I mean... Yeah, I, no, I'm not trying to. I'm just just trying to make goose, you know, for the pod. Wow, I don't know. I think it was a. I think it's a good track, and I'll give it. I'm gonna listen to the album again. I just like the guitar tones, man. I mean, like his, his uh, to be like a psycho nerd, like his layering of fuzz is pretty insane because it's all like crystal clear, but there's clearly like 16 tracks of fuzz pedals going over each other um that is crazy so just from like a strictly nerd guitar player standpoint that song is insane to me i feel like the nerdiest i ever got with that was probably like smashing pumpkins which i feel like they nerded out on that crap too no they definitely did but like they did it like you know like a really schlocky way whereas like kevin shields like does it in a very elegant way you know how dare you Every person I've ever met that, that their favorite band is the Smashing Pumpkins is someone I cannot play music with. It's not my favorite band, but I do like a lot of the tracks. I'm not accusing you of them being your favorite band. At one and point, they were. I, I do like some Pumpkin songs, for sure. But man, the people that worship that band that are like not 14 years old are are pretty punishing. Yeah, I was like 15-ish when I was like when billy was like everything i was like yeah. i liked like siamese dream era billy that's the best i mean <laughs> yeah. and, and 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 sorry uh billy i guess or whatever but man just stop <laughs> <laughs> but anyway they layered they layered some crazy guitars sometimes it sounded pretty awesome sometimes they did the billion guitar thing yeah but it never sounded as good as that i don't know about that but we'll move on to in the my opinion track. <laughs> in my humble opinion <laughs> so we'll move on to the next track downward spiral danny brown off of atrocity exhibition what i'll say now is like i only i haven't listened to danny brown at all i only listen to scaring the hose 
uh, the most recent album, and I do like that. And I've listened to a billion hours of Danny Brown podcasts lately. Well, it's been my favorite podcast. So, like, I've listened to, like, 50 hours of Danny Brown talk, and I like him a lot. So I am looking forward to hearing his actual music. This is uh, another bummer. Sorry. What? The song is sad. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. What uh, the next uh, so ahead? The next two tracks are those ones sad? No, actually, uh, this okay. is the last sad one. Okay, all but right. It's important in my opinion, and I picked this for a reason because um, it is part of a genre that doesn't normally get so in depth talking about weird, crazy stuff like this. So, you know, this song's pretty hardcore about that. Oh my god okay let's buckle up it's only it's under three minutes just under three so let's do this i'm sweating like i'm in a rave been in this room for three days think i'm hearing voices paranoid and think i'm seeing ghosts i'm sick phone keep ringing but i cut that shit off only time i use it when i tell a tell i drop it off had a threesome last
That was The Downward Spiral by Danny Brown off Atrocity Exhibition. Yeah, it was crazy. I don't think I heard that song before. It was somewhat familiar, though. I don't know why. So, I mean, like, that's not a very cheery song. And the fact that he decided to put that as the first track on that record, uh, also his debut for Warp Records, which is a you know legendary label. It was uh, Warped. Definitely warped for sure, and the reason why like I chose that for this is because I you know like it's uh, very refreshing and rare to hear someone talk about you know having very bad mental health in a any medium, let alone like rap or whatever. So uh, yeah, I don't know. When I first heard that, I was like, wow, this is a pretty insane song. And the the rest of the record is great too, but that one was just like I was like, "Yo, do you need a hug or some shit, man?" Like, um, because I'm I'm here for you. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I don't listen to lyrics first. I listen to the music for a while before the lyrics sink in, and I have to really pay attention to lyrics if I want to like um, like listen. Uh, you know, I ignore them. I just yeah. listen to them as like sounds for the first couple listens, at least, unless they're like really, you know in my face and obvious like i gotta figure it out i heard that a lot you know i mean that's I, the I, sentiment i got from the song yeah and it seems like he did which is good um but yeah i mean i don't i i don't know like uh he talks about a lot of really really serious shit in there and the, for some reason the line um the worst nightmare for me is a normal dream. Like always, kind of just like sticks with me on that. Um, worst nightmare for me is a normal dream. I guess I can. Yeah, but I don't know. And it seems like he's doing a lot better or whatever. But I remember when that record came out and I heard that, and that was the opening track. I was like, "This is the opening track." Yeah, I was oh, like, kinda, I was like, kind of shocked that like that even made it on a record, let alone being on the on, on the opening track, and uh, that. It seemed like a lot of people didn't um like no no one was like, "Yo, what's up with Danny? Is he okay?" you know? Yeah, and I because I listen to his podcast, I know about like he just like abuses drugs all the time. He's like a sex addict, like he's like a, he's and he was like abusing Adderall for a long time, making these he would be like cranking out five songs a day, like staying up for days at a time and like doing I mean his lifestyle was, you know, bonkers. Yeah, I mean, he was... I mean, I'm from Cleveland. He's from Detroit. It's not too dissimilar. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm not remotely trying to compare myself to Danny Brown in any You're way. Exactly. Like <laughs> he just went to rehab, and he's, he's back. He's clean. And um, he's, he's just as funny as ever, I think. So, shouts out to Danny Brown. Love your pod. Interesting track. Would I go back to that track? No, because it's too disjointed. It's like I feel almost the same as the, the previous track, the My Bloody Valentine track. It makes the music, and I mean, it's, it's it's totally effective of what it's trying to do, which is make you feel like you're everything is disjointed and fucked up, fu and <laughs> fucked up, and you yeah. feel that way, and that's what the song's about. And so it's effective, but do I want to feel like that? No. No, same. I mean, like, 
I, I do like that record quite a bit, but it's not like I'm putting that on if I'm trying to like, you know, like entertain people at a barbecue or something. So. Yeah. Do you listen to Kendrick Lamar? I do. Yeah. Like, do you listen to the recent album? Yeah, I have. Did you hear the song that was like an argument? Yeah, and that one's pretty harsh. Uh, That's you know. a crazy track, and it's like I the same thing with this is like I respect like the, the it captures everything so well, and I'm like, no way, I'm gonna go back to that track. That was stressful. I fully agree, you know, and like uh, I, I I'm not even gonna remotely pretend like I know anything about rap in general, even though I've been listening to it for my whole life. But like, there's no way I'm gonna critique any rapper ever. I don't know shit about shit when it comes to that that being said you know danny brown and kendrick lamar is great like but there are they do have tracks where it's like and i think this is why i like them because the type of music that i like to listen to is not party music it's like headphones by myself kind of music that's usually kind of fucked up and makes it's designed to make you feel something um but that being said yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not playing "Downward Spiral" by Danny Brown at a party, and uh, I'm definitely not playing like. There, there's Kendrick's got a couple tracks that I'm definitely not playing at a party either. Yeah, that's kind of why. Yeah. I, and I've listened to like I listened to I, I haven't listened to Danny Brown, but I listened to Kendrick Lamar, and I'm like, this is just like a bummer. Like, I don't want to be bummed out. <laughs> Same reason I listen to like Lana Del Rey. I mean, I, I have nothing to say about Lana Del Rey, <laughs> but I also like. I mean. Sometimes listening, like I, I generally like to listen to bummer music, and listening I don't to hate it. Listening to bummer music kind of makes me feel like slightly better about myself. Sometimes you know? I do. I, don't ag- know. I do agree with that, and I have a history of listening to bummer music. As you know, like I, Pinkerton was a big album of my, of my life, and that was a bummer album, I guess. Yeah, but emo staple. That being said, though, you can play Pinkerton at a party, and no That's one's going to give a shit about it. That's true. They're going to be like, "Wow, guitars are ripping." And I do say, in general, a really sad song, I feel like it makes, if you're really sad and you're listening to a sad song, it makes you feel like, okay, someone else out there is sad like me and they did something beautiful with it and I'm connecting with them over this feeling in in this song, you know? I think that is the good thing about a sad song. Like, I think somebody who is in in the situation that Danny Brown was in listen to this song maybe it will connect with them and be very emotional and and, and be effective in some way but for me this is stressful yeah (laughs) i mean i don't know i i I fully agree that i hope that you know it connects with someone and makes them feel something positive or like that they aren't alone or whatever but i i also 100 percent agree that most people that would be listening to a song like this they'd be like this is bumming me out man yeah also, shouts out "Downward Spiral" by Trent Reznor. It's sam- sampled uh, in this track. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't notice yeah. that. Ohio baby. Which song is? Which part of the of "Downward Spiral" is sampled? I I don't know. I don't really care about Nine Inch Nails. What the fuck? I don't, all right. I like Ohio baby. <laughs> I like Trent. He was born in Pennsylvania. I listened to like a two-hour interview with him the other day. Okay. And you know what the funniest thing he said? It's a Rick Rubin interview. The funniest thing I heard in the whole interview, and it was awesome. He said that he, until last year, he completely dismissed pop music. He's like, it's bad. He wouldn't let his kids listen to it. Trent Reznor said this? Yeah. (laughs) He was like, when we we listen to music in the car or whatever, it's like not from the radio or anything. It's like music like I've curated or whatever. Just just imagine Trent Reznor in like a car with his children in Los Angeles, uh, 
like going to get like ice cream or something, you know? He has five kids now. Five kids. And he said, he's like, they're the best thing that's ever happened to him. That sort of, you know, that classic shit. And he's loving being a dad. And okay, so this is relates to that. His daughter walked in and was singing a Dua Lipa song. And he was like, my daughter is enjoying Dua Lipa. Therefore, Dua Lipa is good. And uh, <laughs> so he had like an Android moment. He had like a moment where he was like, wait a second. And then I guess he's, and then he said he started listening to Dua Lipa and he cried listening to a Dua Lipa track. And I don't know what track it was. I got to find out because I love Dua Lipa. But so anyway, yeah. Just I, imagine Trent Reznor listening to like a Dua Lipa, like big hit, like, I mean, like new rules or something and crying. Good for him, man. You know, I know. And now yeah. he likes, and now he's like, I listen to pop music now and I'm looking at it from like an almost like a different perspective now. Good, good for Trent. <laughs> I know. He, he he got out of Cleveland, Ohio. He he became positive. He works out. He has kids. they everyone's doing well. Also sober. Shot the along with Danny Brown. Oh yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah. He was sober. Uh, I think because he fucked up too much with Marilyn Manson or some shit back in the day. Or maybe that was like when he realized that he was too fucked up was when he was hanging out with Marilyn Manson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's go to the next track. I was going to go on this whole thing about it, and then he heard himself. That's what hurts about, right? It's coming clean. Uh, to see if he could still feel, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Did you ever listen to Downward Spiral or no? Yeah, yeah. And you didn't like it? It's okay. Man, I really liked the I mean, Spiral. I, I, I actually kind of preferred, uh, like, the, the Fragile was my shit. Uh, I love the Fragile, too. Yeah. That's actually true. All like, like, the, uh, all, like, the ambient tracks on that are amazing. True. Like I, I used to like you know listen to that like on a CD Walkman like in my like mom's backyard, and like get scared. Yeah. <laughs> it was a double disc, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would, I loved. Yeah, I definitely was in CD days when I was doing that. Yeah. All right, I gotta go listen, re-listen to the fragile. All right, next track, "Flock of Swans" by The Mountain Movers off of the album. What? Oh, what shot? Fuck. Off of the album, World, What World? That was like a tongue twister for me for some reason. All right. Anything you want to... I've I, Was this band... Do you know this band? I do know this band. Does this band stay at, our, at this house? This band has probably stayed at our house. Um, I thought they were here. They've the definitely other... stayed at my house, and I've stayed at their house a million times. But uh, this this group is basically like some of the best people alive and they all happen to live live in uh, new haven connecticut and they're in a bunch of other bands with other people that are equally as amazing as them uh but yeah mountain movers i don't know they're 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 just a great rock band all right should we listen i think so
That was Flock of Swans by the Mountain Movers off the album World What World. Woo! So at first I was like, I wanted to hate on this track because I was like, I don't know. It's a kind of basic rock track. You did say that. It's a rock and roll track. It is a rock and roll track, yeah. But the but the extended jam wheel it brought me back in. I was like, okay, this is good. It's kind of all about the jam. I mean, like this band's been around for a long, long time and has gone through a bunch of different phases and whatnot. But uh, the current iteration of them, where uh, it's Dan and Chrissy B playing guitar, and they just kind of like, like th- this was like a songs. A song version of some of the stuff that they do, but they they will just go off for like twenty minutes at a time playing crazy guitars. Yeah, it's cool. That's the cool part. Like, like I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, they don't even need the song part, in my opinion, and I yeah. guess in their opinion, sometimes too. I mean, Dan writes good songs, though. So I'm not like you know the fact that they can combine the two is is admirable to me for sure. Sometimes you need peanut butter for the jam. Absolutely. I mean, Dan. Uh, he has like this, it's like a, a shelving unit, uh, that you would find in like an office or something like that, that is just full of files of records that he's written that haven't been recorded yet. And he does like one, a, like a couple a year maybe or something like that. And like, literally it's got lyrics for like 12 to 15 songs, all the art. He does everything. It's crazy. And, um, so anytime any he puts anything out, it's like it's very like labored over and thought about. So yeah, I mean, I, I like I like a good just like squealy to a couple guitars squealing and like sort of you know the the sounds intertwining in the air. There's definitely some magic to that. So respect. Yeah, I mean, shout out Chrissy B for sure. She's incredible guitarist um all all the movers are are great musicians um it's always like a a really uh you know a a day full of treats whenever they release any new music for me so yeah i want to talk about the album art for a sec because does this feel like what the music feels like to you when you see this um, it does, but only in the sense, like, not as a newcomer, you know, like Dan does all the art for all their records. And, um, if you have been following them this entire time, then, then yeah, it makes sense. It's but if like, it all kind of looks like that, no, this, this is like a kind of like unique one, but yeah, if you, if you go through all I'm gonna their, look, I'm going to look at their other album art. Nah, I think I kind of another cartoony one, but yeah. Okay. It's all kind of all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't. To me, I don't know what I would do as their album art, but it wouldn't. This is kind of looks like uh, something like a screen grab from like Nick Jr. Uh, I mean, no offense. I mean, it looks like Peppa Peppa Pig or something. I mean, coming at it, having no uh you know background with the, these people or band I, I could see how you would feel that way but <laughs> you, you you're definitely still wrong so it's okay all right look hey don't listen to me i'm just a Peppa critic Pig. 
Oh, this is a that's a cover version. You don't want to play that. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. The next track I need to introduce it to is it's not on Spotify, so we're gonna have to, you know, we're gonna have to go outside. go on the dark web. <laughs> we're gonna. We're, I'm logging into a Tor browser right now. <laughs> I am encrypting everything I'm writing. Wait, what's the name of the song? It's uh, "Blue Crystal Fire" by Robbie Basho. which is also like this this song is not very representative of most of this guy's music but um it's it's a good one Uh, i have heard robbie basho i've listened to some shit by him i I was into it like 2015 i want to say i was listening to like some of his stuff i I do like it as a person that likes to play a 12 string guitar pretty frequently this guy is uh you know, pretty pretty holy for me. Honestly, I, I, almost all of his records are a ten out of ten in my opinion. But I, I do think that uh, "Visions of the Country," which is the record that Blue Crystal Fire is off of, is quite possibly like maybe my favorite record of all time. It sounds like it was made by an alien. It's great. The the song that this album's from. Yeah. Or the album the, that this song is from. Yeah, the whole album. But, like, I mean, th- this is, like, the clear, like, you know, pop standout that's three minutes long as opposed to a bunch of 14-minute weird Ragath pieces. Okay. I'm I'm on YouTube right now. I'm, like, if the viewer or the listener is doing this, like, Robbie Basho, Blue Crystal Fire, which one should I pick? Like, I think the, the one, one that's one good. year ago, I'm looking for HD, dude. Like, this one's 14 years old. We're oh. only going to get this quality. We're looking, I'm looking for the highest def. Mm-hmm. Do you think the one that's from one year fine. ago? I think this one's going to sound good. Let's, let's try it out. Let's peep it. Deep within the forest 
That was Blue Crystal Fire from Robbie Basho coming to you from 1978, ripping the 12-string guitar off the album. What's the album name? Visions of the Country. Off the album Visions of the Country. What country was he from? Uh, United States. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, distinct-ass voice. I'm trying to I want to do it I can't even attempt to do that um, I think that came naturally to him or do you, again going back to that question do you think he he developed this uh, I think horrible, that no I think that that was him and I mean everything that's ever been written about this dude has basically been like yeah Robbie's Robbie he cannot be anyone else um, that's just how he is that's cool yeah, I, I, like I said, I think I had listened to stuff, some, some of his stuff before this, but I did not hear this track, probably because it wasn't on a streaming service. And for the audience at home, you know, I'll embed it in this podcast. And the Basho representatives, please don't come after me. Yeah, like a lot of his stuff is not on streaming, um, unfortunately. And I think it's because of weird family stuff or something like that. But uh, Visions of the Country... One of the greatest records ever made, in my opinion. And definitely like a Desert Island disc for me. Damn. I'll have to check out the whole the whole thing. I mean, I did lo- I did love it. Beautiful voice, beautiful guitars. What else do you want? And like um he painted a lot of pictures. I listened to some of the lyrics and he was painting some beautiful imagery with those words. Yeah, like the deer with silver antlers and all yeah. that. Yeah. Deer with silver antlers was good. I definitely pictured it. I mean, like, I feel bad now that I chose this particular song because it was, like, the one that he sings on. Well, I mean, he sings on a lot of stuff. But it's, like, the short kind of poppy one or whatever. But, like, man, this whole record, beginning to end, is just 
crazy long psycho songs where he's singing over them too, but he's also ripping guitar and um I mean it it literally he's like one of those people that it, 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 he's just an alien, man. Like he's not from this world. He made these crazy records that are all beautiful. Um and Vision, Visions of the Country out of like all of his great records, I think stands tall, but I mean, they're all great. So and it's not available on streaming, folks. So that's this is one of the things we were talking about the other week. Yeah. I'm like, there's so many good things that that are like some of the best of like bands' albums. And like sometimes it's like it's an early thing that was weird, and so it was like a weird label thing, and so it can't be on Spotify. And so, but like that's sometimes your best thing, and it's not it's not on streaming, which is a tragedy. I think this. I'm looking at the. Uh, spotify catalog now and bashovia is the one i think i listen to a lot of yeah but that's not even like a real record like that's like some weird compilation that's only on spotify because of one of his old labels um oh my god i'm pretty sure that was the one i was listening to a lot of and i because i remember this picture (laughs) yeah because that's that's a two-part that's the falconer's arms part one part two and that's like a weird like compilation of those two records or something or Maybe it's both of them. I don't know, but yeah. All right. Well, I did like it. Really good track. Let's read zero comments on this video. What the? 443 views. This is some low yeah. views on this. Hold on. Wait, wait. I want to go back to, I'm going to go to the one with maybe, oh, this one has 1.3 million yeah. views. Okay. Let's, let's check this out. Anything good here? This is probably the most important song I've ever discovered by chance. It had impacted me. My life is in a serious way. Yet I can't really describe how. It's something I just accept. How beautifully haunting. Wow. I mean, if someone ever said that about my music, I, I would like be blushing for sure. Holy shit. That was the craziest compliment I've ever heard. Yeah. Wow. I don't know, man. Like people, people that get into like the... Like the, uh, I've, I've done too many mushrooms and now I just listen to acoustic guitar by a campfire music, have some really nice things to say, you know? Yeah. You think that's what that is? Uh, I, I this hope is, not, but you know. <laughs> this is the screen name is, or the, uh, the username is Santonio Montanez3278. Don't know what I can really discern I mean, from that name. I've had people say stuff similar to that to me and I like I don't know how to react to it because like I can't I can't figure out like how to convey how actually like grateful I am that someone feels that way about anything I've done. And I'm sure Robbie was probably even weirder than I am about it. <laughs> um you think he I mean, did he give a shit about his fans? I don't think he had fans while he was alive. Like I don't I don't think people really cared. Oh. Damn. Yeah, it's like it's like a 30 years later kind of thing with this dude. So, comment. This guy's been dead for 34 years and his music still touches the soul and this was 2 years ago so he's been dead for 36 years. Yeah. <sighs> he, uh, damn. Oh, do what day did he die? Do you think it was on my birthday and I'm the reincarnation of cuz I'm 36? You think I'm the reincarnation of Ravi Basha by any chance? I mean, uh, I, I can't give you a hard yes or no to the answer on that, but like, I feel like you do have uh, some of his some of his spirit for sure. 
February 28th, 1986. Oh, wait, that was a full year before me. Well, I knew we didn't have time to gestate. I mean, like, I was already alive for a year and a half at this point, so... Fuck. Who knows? Uh, this comment, Robbie Basho had a divine, soft, clear voice. These tremolos got me every time. So beautiful and so peaceful. I got to totally agree with that commenter. Terrace, Terrace X. That's the I, tremolos. I, I was calling them warbles, which yeah. was maybe not what they were. I think it's vibrato, I think, is the yeah, technical vocal true, term. True, true, true. But, um, yeah, dude, you got to listen to that whole record. I'm telling you. It's life-changing. Very good. I'll check it out. So should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it. Thanks for being on the pod. Uh, I, I'll, I'm going to say I should tease Matt, your wife, Jen, Jen who also lives here, is going to do a pod, uh, an episode just the exact same way. I actually asked her first, but you got your songs ready together faster. So she just got hers done. She's got hers done. Yeah. So we'll do that tonight. I don't know. I think maybe tomorrow. How do you think I could I could do a whole pod marathon? Just do them back to back. I think you could marathon it probably. Fuck. Okay, we'll see if I do that. I don't think you have to, but you can't. You, you <laughs> I think could. I gotta eat something maybe first. <laughs> Some I potted for four hours once and it was it was a freaking it was a marathon. It was like it was an it was an athletic event. I mean, this is intense for me personally. This is one hour. So I don't know how long we've been going. Uh, longer. Yeah. Anything more than like zero minutes is intense for me. So. <laughs> All right. So thanks for being on the pod. I'm not gonna say. I was gonna say all this, all the tracks. Should I say them one more time? Paris. No. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> no, good. No, no. You're right. You're right. If people give a shit, they'll find them. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, thanks to the listeners. Shouts out. Tell me how this Spotify thing is. If I do it, if if this is like stupid or not, um, with like integrating the songs into the pod. Uh, yeah, I feel like I had, I would have had like something more to say at the end of this. Let, let me say, like a closing thought, just like about music in general. Like, uh, music is a whole. It's it's the universe now. I don't have it. I don't have anything. You got anything? I, I, I just have to say thanks for having me on here. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Oh yeah, and thanks for the tracks. And hopefully this will be some. Uh, I'll I'll listen to some of these tracks more, and a song will uh, impact my life. Hold on, where's that comment? Where's the Where's the comment? Oh, this is a good one. I'm sorry. Uh, wait, no. Oh, you go I'm down so- a little bit. Oh wait, it needs to impact. Is impact my life in a serious way. I, I think this uh, one of these tracks is going to impact my life in a serious way, and I can't really tell you why, but it's true. Played this to my brother while peaking midway through a full blown acid experience. Life changing. I am different after that night. Robbie Basho is the way, way next level. Peace, wow, dude. <laughs> All right, bye. Okay.